Stat Media Group, delivering logistics news since 1986. This is Cargo Masterminds from Stat Media Group. It's Monday and it's time to catch up with our new Cargo Mastermind. Hello and welcome to Cargo Masterminds. My name is Reggie John. According to data released by the International Air Transport Association or IATA, Turkish cargo is among the top five cargo carriers in the world based on scheduled freight tons carried. The Istanbul headquartered cargo carrier aims to be among the top three cargo carriers in the world in line with the vision set for 2023. For the calendar year 2021, the total cargo revenue was just north of 4 billion US dollars as against 2.7 billion US dollars in 2020. Turkish cargo is continuously innovating to achieve sustainable growth with its infrastructure, operational capabilities, fleet and experienced professionals. Joining me in this episode of Cargo Masterminds to discuss the story behind the consistent growth of cargo business at Turkish Airlines despite the challenges of a global pandemic and the future of Turkish cargo is Turan Asin, Chief Cargo Officer at Turkish Airlines. Turan joined Turkish Airlines as Chief Cargo Officer in December 2016. Before joining Turkish Cargo, Turan spent just over 16 years working with Siva Logistics and TNT Logistics. He started his career with IVECO or Industrial Vehicle Corporation, an Italian transport vehicle manufacturing company. Turan, welcome to Cargo Masterminds. Delighted to have you speaking to us in this episode. Thank you, Reggie. Good morning. And it's a great pleasure to be here with you. Turan, let's uh, start with the latest available traffic numbers, and that is for the month of February and also for the January, February 2022 period. And when you compare these numbers to that of 2019, the increase is 3.5% uh, for February and 5.3% uh, for the Jan, Feb 2022 period. Uh, how and what are you doing things differently to deliver such performance? First of all, when I joined <coughs> to do uh, Turkish cargo in uh, late 2016, uh, I shall say that I found it a very strong, dedicated, uh, committed team uh, focused on excellence, focused on operational uh, efficiency and uh, operational excellence. And also I found a strong board of directors uh, commitment uh, into the cargo business unit. So it was first of all, when I start, was, it was a great uh, strength altogether. And uh, within six months, early 2017, we came up with what we call Vision 2023 of Turkish cargo, uh, which is practically putting the strategic roadmap of taking Turkish cargo from a ranking of 18 according to World ACD and 22 according to IATA Freight on Kilometer list into the top five of the Global Air Cargo Carrier League. Obviously, in order to do that, you have to be also one of the best within the top five, one of the best five uh, in terms of customer services, in terms of performance and operational reliabilities. All these uh, strategies executed strongly until uh, 2019 before pandemic. And just before reaching to the late 2019 numbers, we realized that we had already ranked seventh and eighth according to the World ACD and IATA uh, rankings. But the spread of this strategic roadmap is related to, if I would need to say one single word, is agility. 
This is practically what we were aiming for. Turkish Airlines is not the airline who would invest the maximum amount of investment to the freighters or uh, a maximum amount of uh, financial power into the competition play uh, in order to make sure that you are totally uh, separated with the competition. We have limited resources. However, we, have, we know we have our strengths, but also we have limitations as well. So we try to build this strategic roadmap so that we can leverage our strengths and overcome our limitations accordingly, but do all these in an agile way. And with agility, what I understand, what the team with the team in Turkish Airlines Cargo Business Unit here, we understand is speed, flexibility with efficiency. That's basically what we are doing. Speed in decision-making, speed in commercials, uh, customer responsiveness, efficiency in all of our uh, processes and adaptation and flexibility in order to meet the changing uh, circumstances. So when uh, the pandemic unfortunately hit the world early 2020, probably uh, we were as a team almost ready uh, to meet such a challenge. Therefore, in the first weeks uh, of the pandemic, starting by late January, when we realized that our numbers in ex-China uh, Far East are trembling, though it was just before the Chinese New Year, so we would expect a high volume uh, originally there, as you know, but it was trembling. Uh, so we realized that this is spreading and this is becoming a worldwide threat. And during February and early March, we were able to uh, together work with our civil aviation, obviously, uh, but also several technical departments of Turkish Airlines. We were able to prepare some of our passenger freighters, passenger planes, especially B-777s, and some Airbus 330S type of uh, aircrafts into the first lower deck loading, full lower deck loading as a cargo-friendly uh, passenger plane. And also later on, by starting by the first week of March, into the uh, main deck loading where uh, the seats, without the seats being removed. So this created almost between the first uh, idea and execution took less than three weeks time. And I think it was a record time. So, and we were one of the first uh, companies to launch the passenger freighters or freighters in other words, starting by mid-March, much earlier than several of our competition, I assume, as far as we can follow there. And though the capacity of the belly, the capacity of the passenger were shrinking and became almost new uh, till the end, uh, by the end of the March, March time, we had already a significant passenger uh, freighter capacity in our hand. So that's one, is just a, a unique uh, example that shows how agile an organization can be uh, facing the radically changing uh, circumstances of the market, uh, of the competition and, and of the whole uh, economy of the, of, of the world. Uh, there are certainly several other examples that I can really take on with that. We are one of the uh, few, maybe first and few carriers that build 100% pharma compliant corridors. Uh, for Turkish cargo, it is about 400. So it means that there are 400 origin to destination routes where 
your pharma is 100% compliant from or your or origin handling delivery until the final delivery uh, into the destination handling, including the hub and including the flight uh, in, in, in both sides. Therefore, uh, to have such uh, compliant pharma corridors was a very strong uh, competitive advantage of Turkish cargo on top of being one of the most sustainable and reliable uh, network still running uh, throughout the pandemic times, throughout the peak of the pandemic, but also running compliantly according to the uh, pharma and uh, medical requirements. It helped us a lot to deliver uh, the medical cargoes of our customers, the test kits, medical equipment, isolation and gloves and medical textile, let me say, garments. And finally, finally, uh, the vaccines, uh, COVID vaccines themselves, which uh, uh, at the end of the day uh, in 2020 and 2021, our market share of the pharma products reached significantly above our capacity, up to 8.5% of the global market, which probably makes us either the second or the third best volume carrier of pharma carrier of the world. All these different actions related to technology, related to HR, and related to operations, related to commercial applications from an innovation perspective, from a speed and flexibility perspective, created a huge competitive strength for Turkish cargo in the market. Let's get into the latest financial numbers. That's also a phenomenal uh, result that you had for 2021. And I will not be wrong if I say the phenomenal performance of the cargo division helped the Turkish airlines. Uh, and perhaps the only combination carrier in the world to record a profit very early on in the pandemic, uh, despite several challenges uh, for the year 2021. Uh, it's... 4,015 million US dollars as against 2,722 million uh, in 2020. Turan, give us a sense of the cargo revenue growth quarter after quarter and year after year. It's a fact that yields are very high, but Turkish cargo is also carrying more volume of cargo in comparison to the pre-pandemic period. Uh, in terms of revenue, we have more than doubled uh, our revenue in 2021 uh, compared with 2019. Also in 2020, it was more than 60, 65% more than 2019. But when it is 2021, it is more, more, more than doubled. Uh, Turkish airlines uh, with the right strategy uh, of its chairman and board back in 2016 and 17 to invest and grow in cargo as a, a combination airline paid off. It's, it was a very strongly well-stated uh, strategy. Every uh, progress that we could have done before pandemic certainly helped Turkish Airlines as a total company, a corporation, to perform uh, one of the best uh, balance sheets, one of, one of the best financials uh, in global airline industry. And that's certainly thanks to several saving initiatives and projects, but also it's thanks to cargo business unit. Uh, Turkish Airlines is the largest uh, network, passenger network worldwide. We fly to the highest number of countries in the world. Uh, that makes also a great advantage for cargo from a belly capacity and belly network perspective. The location of Turkey 
and specifically Istanbul uh, as a hub, is also an enormous uh, strategic differentiation. We are able to fly more than uh, 60 capitals within seven hours flight time. It means even uh, our, uh, our colleagues in passenger side are able to launch uh, narrow body aircrafts to, do, to, to these routes if necessary. This location of the hub and Turkish Airlines uh, center of operation makes a perfect uh, sense for the cargo global cargo business as well from the center of gravity perspective, similar to passenger very close, being very close to Istanbul. The only difference that, that should be very carefully designed uh, to work together, uh, cargo and passenger uh, commercial uh, managers and planning teams is that uh, Turkish Airlines is also a strong and narrow body fleet operator. Uh, the locational advantage help us uh, that uh, a significant part of our passenger fleet is narrow but therefore therefore we are operating more than 20 uh, freighters uh, into our uh, cargo fleet to make sure that this advantage of the location uh, together with uh, 120 plus uh, white body uh, passenger aircrafts make the volume and network coverage uh, of Turkish Airlines as, as much as possible. So basically with this strategy of having enough uh, volume and capacity of freighters together with the uh, passenger network and fleet of uh, our company, Turkish Airlines, uh, paid off very well during the pandemic. I can say that the planning teams of cargo and passenger, especially in 2020 and early 2021 worked together almost as a one team, as a single team, uh, into the planning uh, of the uh, passenger uh, routes as well, because many of the passenger routes were making uh, feasible or were making financially a sense, just thanks to uh, cargo, the belly, the belly cargo carried uh, and the revenue come uh, from the cargo perspective. Therefore, the, even the planning uh, function uh, of the passenger and cargo originally being uh, a little bit separated from in, in normal times uh, were to be carried together as a mutual planning, as a joint planning, let me say, uh, during the pandemic times. So all these uh, examples show that Turkish Airlines played the strengths of being a combined airline very wisely, very smartly uh, to launch its passenger aircrafts uh, for cargo to run the planning together and at the end come up with the highest revenue growth in uh, cargo business units and this helped surely to the financials of the Turkish Airlines. Tell us about uh, the freighter uh, fleet size now. I believe it is 22 aircraft and uh, how many passenger aircraft do you have in fleet for the cargo-only passenger flights or freighters? In the in the peak of uh, pandemic times, uh, we reached up to 35 plus passenger aircraft, many being B777s and some being A330Ss to use fully uh, for uh, cargo business. But obviously now uh, time, times are changing, hopefully fortunately, uh, and the business of uh, passenger is also recovering. And by the way, Turkish Airlines passenger business is also doing a great job. 
their performance, the market share, uh, the global exposure of the passenger business suite during the pandemic and now just after the pandemic during the normalization is steadily increase, increasing. Uh, we are not anymore so uh, uh, so so strong in our freighter uh, passenger freighter uh, fleet. We are currently using uh, five uh, units of passenger uh, aircrafts, uh, being triple sevens again and three hundred thirties, uh, dedicated for uh, cargo business. And I assume uh, by the summer season, by April and onward, hopefully the passenger business. Gaining more momentum, they will be totally turn out to passenger aircrafts. And by the way, they are this is not mean a loss for cargo. It means that they will become a part of our belly capacity, uh, which means that uh, the planes will be much more efficient. Use uh, cargo in the lower deck and passenger in the main deck. Uh, other than these five passenger uh, aircrafts for the moment used for cargo, we have also running what we call uh, zero low pass, uh, currently two units of zero low pass, uh, and will be uh, four uh, by the end of this month. And I believe as long as uh, the regulations keep the uh, availability and uh, authorization regulation accordingly, we will keep at least a minimum of four uh, zero Lopa uh, Airbus 330s in our fleet. Uh, zero Lopas are the ones that are, the seats are uh, carried out, are taken out, are disassembled. So the main deck is also relatively uh, uh, easy to load uh, and unload uh, in the respective stations. Turan, uh, there's a lot of news around uh, new protection freighters, uh, new converted freighters, wide body planes are getting converted uh, and there's a huge demand for uh, freighters now. Turkish Cargo, are you looking to add more freighters into your fleet or is there a plan to phase out some of your existing fleet types? We are certainly looking uh, the ways to increase our cap capacity, again, in a cost-effective way. Uh, therefore, we also see that some of the costs of leasing freighters really became too high. Uh, we don't think that in the long run they are sustainable as long as the capacity of passenger business in worldwide and the belly capacity uh, comes to the 2019 levels, maybe by uh, 2023 or, or latest in 2024, there will be certainly some supply and demand readjustments where we believe the prices and the rates will be a little bit more moderate uh, than today. Therefore, uh, in, the, in the long run, we continue our fleet investment plan, but in the short run, we are checking for uh, some efficient solutions, uh, either by zero pass or by conversions, as you mentioned, or by some uh, short-term, like one-year uh, wait lease uh, options. I can say that uh, in in, in uh, the demand, and I, I think also that's very much related, probably it will be your next question related to demand and supply of the market. Many of our audiences may know before pandemic uh, in a normal, relatively normal air cargo market, global air cargo market, the belly to freighter ratio was like 60 to 40. And certainly with the pandemic that changed. And currently we can see that this is the other way around, even in the last few months where the passenger 
volumes are increasing. Still, almost 60% uh, of the total volume or total capacity are coming from the freighters, uh, and only 40, but sometimes even less than 40, came, are coming from the belly side. And this still push a lot of pressure on the rates, on the prices, with uh, demand increasing steadily, but uh, capacity uh, and supply has uh, difficulty to, to catch up with this uh, demand. I believe 2022 will be most probably the uh, last year of such supply and demand uh, in, in, in balances. I, I believe and also I hope the world will uh, stabilize, certainly into a new equilibrium, maybe not exactly as pre-pandemic conditions, but still more stabilized than today, having more belly capacity around, having more of combined airlines uh, providing uh, passenger uh, routes uh, with reliable uh, belly capacity, uh, Turkish Airlines and other ones as well, certainly. Uh, and this will stabilize, uh, this will help to stabilize the supply and demand in, especially in the major markets uh, in the long run, maybe not in the next few months, uh, with all the uh, challenges that are keeping and continuing still, but eventually uh, in the uh, late this year or latest starting by next year. In the midst of capacity constraints um, and increasing freight rates, uh, how are you reworking your commitment to your long-term customers? Are you noticing a trend from your customers uh, or freight forwarders where they are increasingly looking to lock in long-term capacity? Yes, certainly. However, the uh, rates is also is always a challenge in this, let's say, relatively unstabilized times. So we see more and more customers to go after uh, BSAs, uh, but uh, rather than to have hard PSAs, uh, what we call, let's say, relatively soft PSAs, so that the rates are more subject to market conditions, but the capacity is uh, committed. That's certainly the first priority of our customers, to have a reliable capacity from A to B, so that uh, they are able to provide their services uh, to their final customers, the shippers or the, or the consignees. Uh, when it comes to the rate part, I believe that's like a knife with two sides, two edges uh, being sharp to lock uh, rates in a relatively mid-run, even in mid-runs, mid mid-terms, is very risky, not only for air cargo carriers, but also by, for forwarders as well. That, like the recent challenges coming from uh, russia Ukraine war, and the capacity of Russian cargo carriers uh, going out of the market uh, created a, a sudden capacity change between uh, Far East and Europe or Eurasia, let's say. And if we consider the Trans-Siberian uh, railway connection also now being uh, distorted, uh, that, 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 that is certainly a significant capacity uh, getting out of the market. So to, to, to really put a price a commitment in the long term is, uh, is more like uh, throwing dice uh, and gambling. So I, I see many of our customers and other cargo carriers certainly are not after this gambling uh, because of the lack of prediction, lack of reliable forecast uh, is uh, making the problem. But the commitment of the volume from a soft PSA perspective uh, is certainly there. And yes, 
I agree with your question, with your point. More and more customers are looking for this commitment as the global supply chain disruption created uh, more demand for the global air cargo traffic uh, because air cargo still being the most reliable, not only the secure and safe, but also the most reliable the transportation mode in the global supply chain. Uh, therefore, we see more and more customers are uh, turning to air traffic and looking after reliable uh, volume commitments and the price is, is a secondary topic for under these uh, circumstances. When you joined in 2016, Turkish cargo with the world's largest network had 1.8% uh, air freight market share and you led that cargo division take that figure to 45 in 2019 and to 5.2% uh, in the first quarter of 2021. You are already among the top five based on IATA scheduled freight tons carried numbers. What is the goal that you have set for Turkish cargo and how do you plan to achieve it? <laughs> okay, thank you. In the beginning, as I said, I, I was lucky uh, when I joined the Turkish uh, Airlines and I was being in the freight forwarding and 3PI side, I was already uh, witnessing uh, to the strengths and uh, weaknesses of Turkish cargo from the customer perspective. I was the other side of the desk as a customer of Turkish Airlines and Turkish cargo uh, seeing their, their position. So I was very lucky when I joined to find such a strong and committed team in Turkish cargo and very strong and again very committed chairman and board of directors to focus on cargo and to convince the whole board and shareholders uh, so that cargo is a core business of Turkish Airlines. Not only passenger, obviously passenger has the majority, but cargo is also a core business of Turkish Airlines uh, so that Turkish Airlines can play the strengths of the combined airline advantages. Uh, so after this uh, now uh, six years of uh, journey, we certainly, as you realized and mentioned, made uh, our commitments earlier than our vision. So we are now working into our new vision uh, since uh, late last year, and we are about to finalize and get it officially uh, shared, very recently indeed already shared. We are now looking for a new vision. We, we call it uh, the Vision 25 for us. So 2023 is already next year. So for our vision and long-term strategic planning, 2025 is our milestone. And in 2025, we aim to make Turkish cargo within the best three of the global cargo markets. We will be the best three, within the best three. We will be one of the best three cargo service providers, air cargo carriers in the world. This will certainly make us from a number perspective within top three as well. But now our focus is totally into, with our volumes now reached, is totally focusing on customer value, customer service, operational performance, reliability. Also that now we are moving, we just moved to our new uh, hub smartest in Istanbul airport. Therefore, we, we want to make sure that according to our customers' perception and understanding, Turkish cargo is one of the best three cargo carriers in the world. This will certainly make us also top three in terms of uh, volume and financials. E-commerce in general across geographies is growing in double digits uh, and this gives rise to a lot of um, cross-border cargo movement by air, by e-commerce companies. How are you planning to take the advantage of this rapidly growing segment? Uh, we are 
focusing into our product uh, processes and product performance a lot recently. We are totally going uh, into the, the fundament fundamentals of processes uh, from organizational structure uh, to the people training on, on, on the shop floor, on the on the warehouse, on the crosstalk, and uh, to the commercials as well. So our product strategies is totally uh, renewed in the last uh, six months, I shall say. Uh, this is also very much related to our smartest investment as well, having a very specific uh, focus into our products. So uh, in order to, to tap uh, into e-commerce market and to and leverage uh, the location of uh, Istanbul hub, uh, again, being a very strong uh, central, center of gravity for global cross-border e-commerce e movements. Uh, we are focusing to our air courier, air mail, and air express products uh, within, uh, within this hub, uh, Smartest. It's, it's certainly related to technology, it's certainly related to some software and solutions, but it's not limited to only these. Uh, it is also related to our strategy and uh, management culture uh, to focus on premium product leadership. For us uh, to be successful in e-commerce, our products serving to e-commerce customers, e-tailers, e-platforms should be state-of-the-art should be the best in terms of meeting their requirements, in terms of several challenging requirements that uh, air cargo carriers are recently, uh, I believe, uh, focusing and learning uh, to really uh, become uh, worldwide uh, e-commerce uh, reliable partners, I should say. Therefore, we have here, uh, I should say, several uh, initiatives. One of them is also might be interesting to share. Might, might be interesting to share here. Indeed, we have a joint venture. We World Express, based in Hong Kong, uh, together with ZTO, the chi Chinese global giant. I believe I shall say one of the largest uh, parcel handler uh, worldwide, uh, ZTO Express, and also together with our uh, air cargo, air uh, express and mail. Uh, forwarder PAL, Pacific uh, Limited in Hong Kong, uh, with three partners, uh, we are running this VWorld Express. Now it is their third year as a virtual integrator. Practically, uh, they are reaching to significant volumes and very significant numbers uh, with the combination of the strengths and competencies of ZTO, of PAL, uh, and of Turkish Airlines, and providing a door-to-door -door solution end-to-end -end solution for global uh, e-commerce uh, distributors, e-commerce platforms and uh, customers. Uh, and they are currently uh, active in more than 20 countries and growing uh, very significantly. I believe uh, this initiative can be a unicorn in the next four to five years because the virtual integration uh, together with a global uh, air cargo uh, network presence, a very wide network presence, uh, can provide the most efficient but still very reliable solution to e-commerce players. Uh, because the express part is very expensive, they are organically integrated, 
certainly a huge challenge for uh, global integrators to really tap on the big e-commerce volumes from a price and rate competition perspective. And in the in the bottom line, there are also air mail distribution, which is relatively very, very slow, lacking track and trace capabilities, and again, not matching the requirements of global e-commerce customers. But the right players in the middle being much more efficient than integrators, but still, because they are virtually integrated, uh, digitally can provide uh, the solutions, track and trace, uh, reverse logistics, custom solutions, and etc. that uh, the customers are expecting can make a huge difference into uh, cross-border e-commerce uh, transportation. Uh, so We World Express is a good example of such initiatives uh, by Turkish Airlines uh, together uh, with our partners uh, so that uh, we have also a strong representation in the uh, global e-commerce transportation. Let's talk about uh, another commodity, important commodity, pharma and temperature controlled cargo, a significant cargo commodity in to increase revenue because of its high yield. However, the quality and reliability of service offered will always make the difference for any airline to be successful in this segment. Uh, how are you building your pharma vertical capabilities so that you become a preferred cargo airline for such an important commodity for shippers or pharma shippers. To make it from a macro perspective, we are certainly focusing into our capacity investments in our hub. Especially now in new smartest building, we increase our temperature controlled service areas in terms of volume, in terms of space doubled uh, more than doubled. Therefore, the investments are there. The second is obviously is related to compliance training, providing uh, steamy high standards of services uh, for, for our customers. And this is certainly uh, need to be end to end, not only in the hub. Therefore, as I mentioned in the beginning, the capabilities and the competencies of our handlers, our partners in origins and destinations is, uh, are crucial as well. By 2019, uh, we have gone through an extensive project to establish end-to-end -end, uh, pharma corridors, pharma compliant and reliable corridors. And uh, as of today, we reached more than 400 ONDs, origin to destination connections, the routes for any of our customers in Europe, in Middle East, Asia, Africa, in Americas, uh, to reach another destination uh, fully compliant end-to-end uh, -end, uh, from a uh, pharma product uh, handling perspective. The IATA CIB standards, the GDP standards, they are all very closely followed they are all very closely checked and also audited from a, a process perspective throughout these uh, ONDs in order to make sure that we have all these pharma corridors fully reliable and fully compliant. Let's talk about the digital strategy and transformation. And these are uh, very key topics that we have been discussing. You've been part of some of uh, panel discussion that I that you've been part that I had moderated in the past. Ongoing process and they keep evolving to meet uh, the challenges. Uh, what are some of your priorities to have a robust digital infrastructure for your cargo business? Uh, technology is one of the 
four pillars of our strategic roadmap uh, to reach our vision. This is certainly a differentiator if you play it right uh, with the right technology uh, in, the, in the right processes. That's a critical uh, statement uh, in our uh, strategic understanding. Uh, the second is uh, the global air cargo value chain is very uh, fragmented. The competition, the regulations uh, created quite fragmented uh, process from origin, the owners of the cargo want to, wants to, wanting to send their cargo to a destination until the final delivery into this consignee or receiver. There are several parties that should act in coordination, in harmony, in synchronization to really provide the maximum value for the end customer. We believe digitalization and the level of te technologies reached in the uh, recent years creates a unique opportunity for global air cargo marketplace, our stakeholders, partners. It is to digitally integrate. So act as a virtual integrator without necessarily uh, integrating organically the several partners throughout this value chain process or supply chain can act like they are acting as a one unit and according to the requirements and needs of the customers, they can align themselves. Because of this, the digitalization and the connections, integrations, digital integrations uh, with our partners, stakeholders throughout this value chain is crucial uh, to, to create this solution. Other than that, the digitalization has enormous impact into our internal processes as well. Not only in terms of efficiency, but also in terms of being agile, the agility. To be really speedy, fast, to be really flexible, adaptable, and efficient, you need to use the technology very innovatively and very let's say, with, with clear determination. Let me, let me give a few examples related to this internal focus. Back in 2019, uh, we were working together with our IT units into uh, chatbot technology, into uh, RPA, the robotic process automation technologies, uh, more from an experimental perspective, tests and trials to see what is the best way and route to uh, consider. Uh, Late, late 2019. When we have stuck with the pandemic and all of our non-operational teams had to work, including the management, had to work from home offices, one of the first decisions that we agreed in the senior level, together with our chief information officer and our CEO, is to speed up with our chatbots and speed up with our RPA uh, technology implementations uh, so that we can make our teams working from home uh, much more effective so that we can provide this agile uh, reaction to the market. As early as May 2020, we had already running our uh, Cargi, our WhatsApp chatbot, creating a huge facility for our customers uh, to follow uh, the track and traces, to follow the schedules, and also to follow the uh, rates but also the RPS, the robots installed into our uh, systems that are working our 
like our metal color uh, colleagues to make several of our analytic and engineering works already done by our experts, specialists and engineers, uh, planners to be totally carried out by this process automations uh, and so that uh, our team can focus on deviations, on additional value-add activities or by focusing only to the management of the total process so that the customer expectations are met or even more, more than more than met. So uh, our robots like uh, Alpha, Bravo, uh, Charlie, uh, Delta, and then it, it's really uh, went on. Uh, now we have recently Echo, Foxtrot, India, Juliet. They are all running separate part of our open to automation processes, easy to automate processes. Uh, and we believe that in a one less than a year time, all the identified processes may be fully run uh, with this uh, automation uh, tools. Uh, we are not after, this is efficiency, but we are not after uh, cutting our headcounts. The people that we invest into these activities are already uh, experts, are already uh, experienced uh, analytic engineers who work on very significant value-add decisions for our company, either related to products, related to planning, uh, related to sales and commercials and operations. Therefore, we are, in other words, able to save the time of such uh, high caliber and highly talented uh, workforce to really focus on value-add uh, decisions, to value-add uh, monitorings and uh, any uh, interventions for any exceptions rather than to run uh, routine uh, analytical jobs because uh, they may be done uh, by, by these robots. So it come up not only doing those faster, these activities are being done faster, but also now more of our team uh, put their brains uh, into our work in order to improve our results, in order to increase our customer uh, service and uh, our overall performance. Turan, I like to end this conversation uh, taking you to talk about uh, Mortest. Uh, that's your new cargo facility that you moved in quite recently and that's from where you were talking to me uh, right now. Uh, and uh, just yesterday, I happened to uh, see the new video about Smartest and uh, a few lines that actually impressed me. And uh, it says, why is Smartest so huge? Because our dreams are huge. And it says that the trade route of the world now passes through Istanbul. Tell us about Smartest and how it will accelerate uh, the growth of Turkish cargo. First of all, Smartis is definitely one of the largest hubs now uh, under operation uh, within global uh, air cargo market. When all the phases are uh, fully completed, it would reach to 4 million tons of cargo handling capacity per year. So this number alone makes uh, Smartis is one of, as one of the most important uh, few uh, large investments in this area and by the way we have i have to underline that this investment carried on by the turkish airlines during the pandemic and completed in late 2021 so that we were able to 
uh, move our operations and combine it under smartest uh, just recently early February. So this is also showing the commitment, dedication of Turkish Airlines board to the cargo business, even under such challenging times of pandemic to keep up with the investment of this hub so that, that the hub uh, was ready and now uh, we are able to move in. We just moved in and running these operations. However, while we put the name Smart East, East for Istanbul, being for Istanbul, for a reason that we are not after volume, we are not after a size, uh, we are not after only financials. They are the results of your good performance. And your good performance is mainly considered defined uh, by the perception and by the delivery of the value to the customers. Therefore, we wanted this hub, this site, this terminal building, not only be one of the largest, uh, but certainly be one of the smartest. The project started as early as 2016. The first weeks of uh, me being in this company, we were together with the team working on the conceptual design of the smartest. What I mean is from a technological perspective, from automation perspective, but from man machine interface perspective, but all being very smartly selected just to make sure that there is a difference for the customer, not for the sake of technology, not for the sake of automation, but to make sure that we have a difference for the customer. So the technology is already invested within Smartest, is just a small portion of what we are planning to build more from a, a smart solution perspectives into the building. So the building itself acts like a, a infrastructure. We have certainly having strong investments of ASRS, automatic storage and electronic systems, uh, pallet container handling systems, a lot of automation uh, to speed up the handling so that the connection times are fastened, so that any error or any mistakes types in terms of wrong shipments, uh, wrong deliveries or wrong packaging, or in terms of any uh, challenges related to safety or security, uh, became almost close to zero, uh, these automations are crucial. But it's not only that part. We believe that uh, there is a huge potential in the new technologies, at least in some of the new technologies, uh, that man-machine interface can jump up, can increase uh, radically from an efficiency perspective and from a performance perspective. Like augmented reality glasses, either in uh, picking, or in load masters loading and unloading the freighters. Uh, such uh, technologies, when they are integrated into the total solution system of the cargo management, uh, they can really create a value uh, for the final uh, proposal of uh, Turkish cargo. It's either by efficiency, it's or by speed, or it's by much, much less uh, likelihood of any errors or mistakes, uh, any delays or any conditions uh, that are not uh, very, very favorable in any inconveniences. Uh, so 
the investments into smartest still keep on. We believe that by this year, second half of this year especially, and by next year, our customers and other players will see more and more the positive impact of the smartest uh, into our operations and into our total deliveries to our customers. And it's not only capacity, it's a capacity managed the smartest way. Turan, it was such a pleasure talking to you. Thank you for your time. Thank you, Reju. It was a pleasure also for me to have this uh, conversation with you. I hope our audiences enjoy as well. That was Turan Olsen, Chief Cargo Officer at Turkish Airlines. That's it from us at Stat Media Group. We bring cargo masterminds every Monday. Thanks for tuning in and come back on next Monday for a fresh episode. Have a nice day.